Welcome back, everybody. This is Undone. We are on episode 28, and we are going to be starting a new series on relationships. So important. So important. So important. First one that we're going to be talking about is dating and what that looks like. And let me tell you, I don't know how useful I'm going to be on this subject. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't dated in a long Mm -hmm. time. Uh, No, you actually do have to continue to date your husband, ladies. But maybe Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that when we talk about marriage. But I obviously was not a Christian when Mm -hmm. I was dating. And so I have learned a lot Mm -hmm. watching other people in the church. And I have learned a lot through what I wish I would have known then. Right. What about you? I also have, it's been a long time since I have dated. But with that, I have dated not being a Christian. And I have dated being a Christian. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they don't look much different, which I truly don't believe is God's desire. Hmm. I think that it should definitely look different. And I also think it also can sometimes look too spiritual. Uh, So does that make sense? And that you use God kind of as a crutch for everything. I think people swing the pendulum to the God's not in my relationship at all to the swing. The other side is everything we have to do is a reason. Everything is about that. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds weird, but I've just seen some really kind of bizarre stuff over the years where I'm all, (laughs) you know, where it talked, um, I read this book a long time called I Kiss Dating Goodbye, which it's a great if you want to, you know, whatever. I'm just saying it talked about, you know, you don't even kiss or hold, you know, barely just hold hands until you get married. And that Mm. was definitely not something that I thought was, I was a proponent of. Uh, And I think later, years later, he, that guy who wrote the book, recanted a lot of that anyway but um, wow. so just seeing yeah imagine that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so just trying to figure out you know what what does dating look like uh, as a christian and what should it not look like and we don't have the answers for everything yeah. all we can do is tell you what you know we've seen in the bible and we can tell you the things that we've seen through other people and i can tell you what i experienced being that brian was the first christian guy i ever dated and so that's kind of where i think we'll go with this perfect whenever i do any of these things i'm like what do i want my daughter to know what do i right. want her to really believe And I think that dating is such a big deal. Mm -hmm. She's 21 right now. I think about how do I want her to carry herself? And I think you do a really good job with Lakin. Mm -hmm. You've taught her that no matter what a boy says, it Mm -hmm. doesn't make it true. Right. And her worth isn't if she goes to prom with somebody Or if that boy likes her, her mm-hmm. worth is so much more than that. And you can really see a difference in Lakin than probably a lot of girls mm-hmm. her age with that specifically. I think you bring up the point that, you know, people kept asking us a lot is when, when is it okay for Lakin to start dating? Or when do you think my daughter should start dating? And I never give people an age. You know, when Lakin was 13, she asked if she could date. And I, we, we asked two things. I said, Lakin, if you open that box before you're ready, you can attach lies to yourself. Mm-hmm. that you have will have a hard time getting rid of for the rest of your life. And two, we wanted her to know who she was in Christ, who she was as part of our family, and who God created her to be before some guy came into the relationship or started a relationship with her that would tell her those things. And what you brought up the point is that so many times young females, whether you're talking teenagers or 
20-year-olds or 30-year-olds, whatever your age is, we desire, which is healthy, God put that desire in us to want to be in a relationship at all costs. We put it at, at all costs. And a lot of it is with our who we are and our self-worth. That in Ephesians 2.10, it says, you know, God created you as his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But yet when we get into these relationships with guys who treat us less than or not enough or different than God's plan, we don't get out very quickly. And that's why I just wanted Lakin to tread carefully. Not that she couldn't date, but that was she ready to date according to, um, was she pretty firm in who, as much as she could as a teenager, of who God created her to be. I wish that I would have had more of that Mm -hmm. growing up too, because if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I got pregnant at 16. Mm -hmm. I had my daughter when I was 17 years old. And I'm not saying this is the truth for everybody but a lot of teenage moms that Mm -hmm. I know their self-worth is very low right and most of us come from broken families where the dad isn't necessarily around and we are looking for that for that spot to be filled kind of and I think that in dating that is so toxic right because that other person can't be who Mm -hmm. we need them to be exactly when I became a Christian even so It was after we were married. So Mark and I have Mm -hmm. been married for 14 years. We've been in the church for about five years. And my relationship changed even a couple years after Mm -hmm. we got into the church. As as I grew and as I started to heal all of that stuff that happened and stuff that I didn't even necessarily know was an issue. Because let me tell you, if you would have asked me if the way I was acting or the way I was dating or whatever was an issue, I would have told you, no, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. This is the way you date, right? right? You go out with somebody, you have dinner, and then... And you go home and sleep with them. Right. <laughs> I mean, right? That's how you get to know right. somebody. And it floored me, to be honest with you, when we found out that a lot of the young adults mm-hmm. in our community mm-hmm. were not sleeping together. Right. And had never slept with somebody. And I, it blew my mind. And I remember sitting on your couch and asking the question, so how do you get to know each other? <laughs> right, right. I seriously was mind blown. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine it. And now looking back, and it probably wasn't until six months ago mm-hmm. or maybe a year ago that I really, as as we've seen some of these people now get married mm-hmm. and get into a relationship and become husband and right. wife and, and everything that that means, that it is incredible. It is such a beautiful thing to see these people go through that and the way that they grow their relationship. And let me tell you, they know each other very well, but they know each other intellectually instead of just physically. Right. I think when we look back on it, culture, culture tells us everything is about the sexual part of your relationship. You know, Mm -hmm. all the magazines, are you sexually compatible? Can you do this? Can you, you know, tie the cherry stem with your tongue? And, you know, there's (laughs) all those kind of things where it says you have to figure out if you're sexually compatible first. That's such the important part of marriage or a relationship. And God wants to kind of flip that and say, hey, I need you guys to get to know each other without making the messiness of the physical part in it. And that is what I want my own kids. So we always, we kind of tell them before you climb in the backseat, that's kind of our euphemism for, you know, before you climb in the backseat, think, is this going to grow my relationship in a healthy way or a, a negative way? Especially when you start that journey too soon, because the minute you start open those doors, you are shutting the other doors because that's on once that's on the plate 
it's rarely easy to take that off the plate. Absolutely. And so um, it's more of, you know, God designed relationships in his image. And a lot of people think, oh, you guys talk about God because he's just a big spoil sport. He just doesn't want us to have any fun or it's just about being good or just about being Mm -hmm. pure. And since I lived on both sides of the world, I lived the dating world with not being a Christian and I lived the dating world being a Christian and mentoring high school and college students for the past 24 years. And what I have seen is that our God is so amazing and our God is so loving because he asks us to do certain things in relationships because he loves us so much. He wants to protect us. He wants our foundation to be so much stronger than just sex. Although sex is amazing and it's such a great part of a relationship, it's not the foundation. Mm -hmm. And he is saying, you know, I want to protect you from some of this stuff. I have so much more for you. You know, what happens if it, that's just everything is what it's based on. And so, you know, we're going to dive deeper into that next week a little bit, but I try to get my kids. I don't have a conversation of right and wrong. I don't say this is what good girls do or, you know, mm-hmm. bad girls do. I say, what is the healthy, wise thing to do? to grow your relationship the way God wants you to grow it. So I like to have the conversations before they jump into the back seat. And again, this isn't because I'm on a, um, you know, a, a mission to just, you know, stop teenage sex or to stop uh, everybody from having fun. It is more God has a desire for us to have relationships that are built on something so much stronger. I'm so glad that we're going to be talking more Mm -hmm. about that next week because we have had so many requests, actually, to talk about that subject. Because it is Mm -hmm. a hard subject. Mm -hmm. And if you were raised like me, you don't talk about it with your mom. Right. It. Quotation marks. It. it. With your mom. And nor do you necessarily want to. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's. I'm kind of excited for it, kind of nervous about it. But I... I'm ready for it. We're going to dive into that next week. But one of the things that really hit me and that I really want my daughter to know Mm -hmm. is think about the person that you want in your life, whether Mm -hmm. it be husband, you know, or if you're a guy, if you want a wife, who do you want that person to be? Mm -hmm. What do you want? What are some attributes that you want them to have? And are you the person that that person would want to marry? Because if you're not, well, then what are you doing? How Mm -hmm. are you ever going to get that person? So we need to start working on ourselves before. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because I know you've probably heard this and you're just like, yeah, I need to be be, work on myself and Mm -hmm. find myself before I can find somebody else and whatever. But it's so true. We need to heal. We need to work through it. And we don't, we're never going to be perfect, but we Mm -hmm. need to be that person that the person that we want wants to be with. Right. We need to focus on not finding the right person, but being the person that God wants us to be. Absolutely. And when we rush through that, when we just jump in, when when we're not ready for that, we will choose out of our deficits, out of our losses, out of our hurts, out of our hangups, out of our loneliness, rather than out of a healthy place. And so usually we will pick people to date that is not exactly the person that we need to. So what are your non-negotiables, mm-hmm. right? You talk about this a lot, Kimberly, right. and with the younger people that you've mentored, and you right. have them pick out a couple things, three or four things, right, right that are non-negotiables. So right. talk about that a little bit, because I think that's great. It can't be a list like when you're going to buy a car, you know, I want it to be black and I need it to be, you know, four doors and I need it to have a, this, this. Well, in the interior. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we always, oh, I need them to be six foot and I need them to be tall and, you know, blue eyes and blonde hair or tall, dark and handsome. Our non-negotiables are, what are the actually two to three things that no matter what, 
no matter what is happening, that these are things that you are not willing to negotiate on. And it has to be something deeper as far as they have to say and live like they love Jesus. If that's one of your Mm non-negotiables, not just, Hey, they go to church every other week or once a month or with their mom on every other Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. That checks the box. They're churchgoers. (laughs) You know, it needs to be more than just they go to church or they can say God. It is more of when you watch them and you watch how they live their life, they, you could see them pursuing God. Not necessarily that it has to be perfect, but they're pursuing God. And you know, another non-negotiable could mean that I'm going to get to know someone as a friend in in dating in groups of people Mm -hmm. rather than just immediately the one-on-one dating. And then because it's easy to speed up and everything go fast and you got to see how they relate to others. You know, I always tell my son, if the girl has no friends, they have no girlfriends, that's a red flag. That means she can't get along with someone else. So what makes you think she's going to get along with you long term? Yeah. And you know, so I know all these girls are saying, I get along with guys better. I've said that a million times too. Me too. Of course guys are easier to get along. It's because they don't care as much. Yeah. Girls, girl relationships take work. They do. And we're going to talk about those too. And guess what, you guys? So does marriage and so does dating. Right. So if you're not willing to put in the work with some girls, you might not be willing to put in the work that's necessary to have a healthy relationship with your significant other. Right. You know, another non-negotiable could be that I'm not going to rush the process. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, because immediately we get into a relationship and so you have some kind of accountability. So one of your non-negotiables is picking people before you get in the relationship that are going to hold you accountable. And when they do hold you accountable, you think, hey, I picked this person before the relationship. Do they all of a sudden not have have any idea of what they're talking about? Yeah, because a lot of times they're like, "Oh, never mind, never mind." Because accountability is hard, especially when you know you start being in love. Right. So those are those are the kind of things <laughs> to, to so look for. In this week, if you are looking to date somebody, mm-hmm. make a list of some non-negotiables. What do you want from that person? What do they need to be like? Do they need to love Jesus? Do they need to be love their mom? Do they need to have friends? Like make those that list of non negotiables and figure out if a person like this was Mm -hmm. in front of me, would they want me as well? Would would I be that type of person that they would want to bring home to their mom? So I think that that's a big thing that you can work on this week. Mm -hmm. So next week, like Kimberly said, we are going to be diving in to sex. Um, before we shut down, really pray over that list. It's a natural desire to not be alone, but really pray over the things that God wants you to focus on and not the things the world wants you to focus on. Yes. So, yes, absolutely. So with that, you guys, we'll see you next week. Much love. Bye. I forgot what I say. You changed it to like Ohana. I know, but Ohana, but what's my ending? Live bold, live blessed. Live bold, live blessed. It's been two weeks, you guys. She's lost her mind. Bye. <laughs>